somebody that says, I'm sorry a lot. Well, being sorry for everything is one of the most destructive, self-inflicted habits that people unknowingly do. Well, there's an easy fix in order to begin living your best life in three, two, one. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Hey friends, welcome back. Glad you could join us. Stephen Canyon, kineticbelief.com is the website. And if you would like to comment on today's podcast, kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. And the 100-Day Kinetic Belief Manifesting Guided Journal is available on the website as well. Try it out. Grab one while you're there perusing around. And also, check out the upcoming event locations at kineticbelief.com. And if you haven't figured out your purpose for being here, your purpose for living yet. Grab one of the purpose workbooks while you're on the website. It'll change your life, recenter you, help you to focus, figure out what you're supposed to be doing, why you're supposed to be doing it. And you can reset to begin kinetically believing to attract your best life as well. Hello, Ms. Megan. Well, hello. How are you today? I'm wonderful today, as usual. You look rip-roaring and ready to go. <laughs> I am, always, all the time. Bring it. Let's do this. Nice day on the beach. Sun's oh, out. The ocean's beautiful. calm. You can see as far as the horizon. I love being on the coast. Oh, my goodness. It's it just nice? It just it nourishes your soul, just watching the waves and... And the sand and the sunshine, even when it's cold, it just, oh, I love the sensation of being here. I want to go sailing. Mm, that would be nice. Mm. We should do that one weekend soon. Let the games begin. Yeah, absolutely. Are you Are you a habitual uh, apologizer? I used to be. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to be. And I, what changed it is I actually uh, heard someone else doing it a lot mm. and just noticed it all of a sudden and thought, oh, my goodness, that sounds terrible. Isn't that something, it, it's often when we see something in other people yeah. that we go, wait a minute, I'm doing that too. Yeah, it just seemed, in the, and maybe it was how they said it, I don't know, but it was just, it, it seemed incredibly weak and uh, small and diminishing and all bad qualities. Because, you know, and it wasn't just real apologies, it was, you know, for everything, just the anything and everything. Seeing it in somebody else. Yeah. You know yeah. what that reminds me of? What? It was 1988, and I'm DJing in a nightclub, <laughs> and I go in early one day, and I, I'm sitting there, getting, and, and nobody's, there's like 15 or 20 guys that are already there early, okay. and um, I'm, I'm sitting there, and I look down at the, the, the long table of guys, and every single one of them has a mustache. <laughs> the mustache effect. So I got rid of my mustache okay. that, that night. I did that with a nose ring one time. I, yeah. I got a nose ring in college, and I went on campus, and every girl I saw had a nose ring. I was like, oh, jeez, I thought I was being different. Well, but yeah. We need to look within to figure out what we <laughs> well, need to change, you right? Learn, you live and learn. You live and learn. Absolutely. Well, and what I was going to say, too, is with the I'm sorry thing, um, you know, not only did I notice it in someone else, but then once I had to stop doing it and decided to stop doing it, it was very difficult. Fascinating. Because the habit was so deep. Habitual. Oh, man. Mm. It was almost just like a tick. Habits are know? hard to break if you don't have, have the right reasoning behind doing it. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Well, let's Absolutely. gain knowledge. You know, here, here's the thing. Every human being comes into the world fully equipped with the greatest force in the universe. We have an inherent ability to regard unchanging 
beliefs without wavering in order to release this power that we're talking about to rearrange circumstances according to our best imaginations. And these things are choices. So when you you recognize other people that are apologizing, just they are serial apologizers over and over and over, and you go, wait a minute, I'm doing the same thing. Then you can begin to imagine to change. And that best imagination while holding on to it and not uh, uh, wavering in your thought forms and ideas, it becomes possible. Those are your choices. So whatever you imagine is truth becomes. Mm. I like that. There is an energy that's capable of creating new things by attracting your imaginations. And it results in this cyclical evolution of thoughts and ideas, spirals of inspiration, a sense of creation. And, and it's really been evident since the advent of modern man and, and woman. <laughs> the same force of power that imagined with bias to arrange the universe according to like kind, it resides in every single human being. All of us have this ability. All people do. And yet there's this inferiority thing that overcomes so many in society today, especially in Western culture, one that's designed for competition, society that competes with itself, a culture that is annihilating itself, always has, uh, turns out victims. And, and what we're talking about today, perhaps, is those that have victimized themselves through a sense of being responsible for the well-being of everybody around them. And they become uh, this, these apologizers, apologizing for things they don't even have control over. Absolutely. I think it also, you know, I think it stems from, at least for me, it was this constant avoidance of confrontation because I, I actually grew up in a, with some knowing some some adults that would be incredibly confrontational very aggressive in their conversations and in the way that they communicated and i had learned to sort of avoid that at all costs so it's it's sort of a way of being ultra ultra submissive as you go throughout your day but you know avoiding confrontation is not necessarily a good thing Right. And it's being actually fear-based and not even knowing it. And the root of your apologies, it it started with uh, a fear of uh, not being in control. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. This is what's really cool is that there is the same force of power that imagined with bias to arrange the universe according to like kind resides in you, in all of us, in every single person. Everyone is unique. Everybody is created with these variables of genius that are seemingly infinite in some cosmic representation of facets of the universal bias, the image of the creator, the first, the original, the only creator that slung everything into existence. So today we're talking about apologizers and where we are in 2020 And I I like the idea of having 2020 vision as we (laughs) dig down into how to overcome these things that are destructive to our souls. I see what you did there. I like that. Yeah, a little spin. A little spin. Serial apologizers, stop apologizing already. (laughs) That seems easy. That was a good show, Steve. Okay, just stop it. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) If only. Right. If only. Let's gain knowledge. It was that easy. (laughs) Why do some apologize so often? Over and over, they just start in the day. They look in the mirror when they get out of bed and go, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's appropriate. But it's, it's a type of apologetic Tourette's. 
It and, is. And that's just without even thinking. It is. Absolutely. Most often early in life, like you were talking about, maybe you had some uh, brutal adults around you. Early in life, maturity of ideas, they, they, as you're growing and developing, there's something that happens that stunts you. And it stunts your mature, the natural uh, process of maturing. There's a stronghold that is fashioned and created and implemented by what I call border bullies. These are the people, the adults around you that start. It's like a, a game of whack-a-mole. Every time you experiment to, to gain knowledge, they, you get whacked on the head to stop. Well, these are personalities that are a, abusing their innate dominion. Everybody has authority and dominion when they come into the natural. And if you aren't in control of yourself, what happens is you then become uh, violent to control those around you through an abuse of dominion. And you're creating apologetic uh, human beings as you go along. Each person is equipped with authority and dominion. And the ability to speak with words and then see thoughts form and come come into formation. So controlling authorities, what they do is they stunt and they prohibit the would-be genius of imaginations and those that are around them. I think it's interesting, too, how you're describing the border bullies. It's really illuminating this whole other issue that's that leads to apologizing for everything, which is, you know, they really give aggression a bad name when you grow up with these these types of personalities because aggression when taught correctly is very good and it's it's a good thing to have you know having that backbone and being able to stand up for yourself and speak up for yourself but when someone is bullying you it's only one direction you know you're being taught that aggression is bad and so it gives you sort of this whole you know just a plethora of things to really, like we always say, unpack in this area. Yeah, there is a good sense of aggression. For example, a tree being true to its nature will aggressively grow to be an expression of itself. A flower does the same thing. The sky is aggressively the sky. And you and your genius, anyone in their genius, when unconditionally loving who they were meant to be, they become aggressive in the expression of that. They become aggressive in their unconditional love for others. It's the aggressive aggression in the abuse of a dominion that begins to cause people to spiral out of control. One outward expression resulting from the errant dominion that people will afflict upon others is that of excessive apologies is the, the, the thing that results in it. We, uh, you begin to see excessive apologetic uh, individuals. And a common factor with the excessive apologizer, it actually begins from a young age. And, and people are instructed that they need to apologize simply for experimentation. Look, children come into this life as scientists. They are experimenters. They're trying things out. They're experimenting. All of us come into this world as types of researchers looking to test things to see how they respond. That's how it's natural to the human experience. And the problem is, is if adults understood this, um, things would be much better in this world, wouldn't they? Yes. If they understood that it is the, the uh, experience it's natural for a child to to be that scientist because here's the thing we learn through experimentation we're supposed to experiment just by merely experimenting look that doesn't mean that the outcome is going to be right or wrong it's it's only there for observation and for verification 
In other words, if you knock over your, your glass of milk, was that wrong? Well, no, it wasn't. For an adult, perhaps it was because you should have learned that lesson many years ago. But as a child, you're learning about gravity. You're learning about things, how they stand up, how they balance, and, and what happens if they tilt and are tipped. But a parent, uh, unwittingly often, they will use that as an, a, a point of discipline to instruct, to say that was a bad thing. Well, then what happens is you're, you're being taught at the same time to apologize for a natural expression of experimentation. And that's just the beginning of things that go off track and go terribly wrong. And that's a good point because aren't we experimenting through all of life to some degree? It's all relative. So maybe you're not uh, learning not to knock over a glass of milk in your 20s, but you're certainly learning to not go out with so-and-so ever again, you know, because of the <laughs> terrible night that you had the night before. But life is one big experiment. And so, uh, you know, giving ourselves and other people that mindfulness and that leeway is is incredibly important when we're talking about this natural experimentation leads one to uh, fall in love with their own natural aptitudes for example you don't have to tell somebody that something that a stove is hot to the touch and it causes pain for them to realize that it was painful impatient adults while perhaps unwittingly they demand apologies for those experiments a child is learning who they are, and the parent, meanwhile, is saying, you need to apologize for that. You need to apologize for not being like me. You need to apologize for bringing embarrassment to the family. You need to be apologetic for those things. And what we're talking about today, look, these are apologies that can be excessive, and why the apologetic mind may be detrimental to the one living their best life. Simply striking out to become the genius, an outward expression of what makes you different and unique. And let me just uh, say here, right, right here at the beginning, that if nothing else I say today helps you, just know that one of the definitions of I'm sorry is the word wretched. So you're saying, when you say I'm sorry, you're just saying I'm wretched. <laughs> Maybe that'll help somebody. <laughs> Stop saying you're, you know you're not wretched. <laughs> Words are things. Well, and there are so many alternatives to just going around saying I'm sorry all the time and finding those alternatives because words are things. Words do produce um, action and ideas and, and they manifest things. And so being incredibly strict and aware of the words that you're using and how you're using them is, is vital to, to our success with kinetic belief. In the, the serial apologetic human being's life, the one who says, I'm sorry for every little thing, it, it, it becomes involuntary. And then it often has little of anything to do with the actual remorse. Yeah. And they're just, like we said, it's just it's Tourette's. And so excessive apologizing, it, it's also a red flag indicating that the person who's always sorry is unknowingly attempting to minimize negative repercussions that they've experienced in their past. It's just this habitual knee-jerk response to, I don't want to be hurt from this, so I'm going to say I'm sorry to for getting in a guy's way in, in the restaurant. It's, it's this uh, survival technique that's used for protecting damaged identity. That's what it is. Your original identity was hurt and afflicted and damaged as perhaps a child. And so it's a survival technique just for protecting yourself. All of us come into this world as, like I said, a baby scientist. We're thinkers and observers, and we're choosing our beliefs, and we're choosing our imaginations as we go along. So if you knock over a glass of milk, 
Was it right or wrong? Or your, your building blocks, they collapse and fall down because you, then you learn that you just constructed it too high. But if there's somebody in the room going, shame on you, pick those up. What are you doing making a mess? Well, I'm sorry. Or the front tire of your bike, it starts to wobble and it keeps wobbling until you learn to go straight. It's part of being a scientist coming into this world and through experimentation, discover who you really are. It's interesting, too, that what you're describing uh, from child, these experiences in childhood, it's just straightforward, clinical, textbook, emotional abuse. Um, and you can experience that at any stage in life. I have, I, I've known people that had a very strong sense of self, but then they entered into an emotionally abusive relationship. And when they came out on the other end, they were uh, constantly apologetic. I'm sorry for everything. Mm -hmm. They had lost that sense of self. And so I like what, I think it's interesting what you're describing because that process can be played out at any point in your life. And it's important to watch out for it. Yeah. Again, you're usually looking at somebody regardless of the time that it happened in your life, that they're just there. It's a technique, a survival technique. Uh, incessant apologizing to protect some damaged identity. So how do we, I can, I can already imagine people that I know (laughs) asking, well, you know, if you've done something wrong, apologizing is a good thing. You need to be able to apologize. That's, that's an important part of being a human being. Well, but there again, that's exactly right. But here's the thing. And here's what we always run into. What is wrong? According to whose standard is something wrong? Now, have you intentionally, did you go out and take a knife and stick it into someone's tire and to flatten the tire and to try to sneak away and only to be caught and apology was perhaps required for that? How often is somebody intentionally trying to inflict harm on someone else? Now, there, and to your point, perhaps, the apology is required and necessary for you to begin living your best life. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the habitual pattern of, of continually apologizing for everything that comes along just to protect yourself. Megan, your niece is one of the most imaginative children that I've ever known. She's amazing. And she's a delight. Yeah. Well, she's five years old, and she has this ability to theatrically stage adults in a room. And, and <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you go to visit her, she gives you a role immediately. Here's yeah. what you're doing. She takes control and charge of everybody around her. And she does it, and she puts everybody into this, this playhouse of her imagination. And it's such a healthy thing. And uh, to the benefit of those that are charged with raising that child, they're allowing her to do it and allowing that imagination to grow and allowing her to make mistakes and mishaps. And they're not controlling uh, the things that she should or should not be doing. And so as of now, she's five years old. This is a child that's not uh, habitually apologetic to anybody for anything. No, if anything, she says, if she does say something hurtful, you have to take a moment and explain. <laughs> like, okay. Why, why you can't say now that. you can't say that, and you might want to apologize. And she's, and she's just, oh, okay. Okay. Or she's not, no, I'm fine. <laughs> no, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I don't need to. I'm, I'm okay. That's true. <laughs> it's, it's That's great. true. She's very healthy. That's true. But so as we grow older and we begin to carry along negative influence information, things that have been afflicted that we we observe to consider as being true, those judgments and condemnations that we receive in our lives, they continually uh, cause, these pe- cause you, if you don't know what you're doing, to consider negative energy. Creative thinking becomes one of the most difficult and exhausting things 
for a person who's also considering negative energy? I think it's interesting. Um, you were just talking about creative energy and, you know, really this gets to a deeper issue. It seems within the process of becoming a kinetic believer, which if you are a kinetic believer, then you went through this preliminary process of, of having to consciously think of every word that you're uttering and bring everything that you're saying under your control. And that takes time. You, I mean, that's a, it takes a lot of effort at first and I'm sorry is one of those things that it's just one of the many things that we're because I mean, think of think of all the colloquial stuff that we say, like, oh, that just makes me sick, you know, and you're and you're not supposed to say that over and over and over again, because all these things are manifesting. So I like that this is also touching on really that deeper issue of just controlling your words, being incredibly conscious of those words. Continually casting down negative imaginations, negative thoughts, negative source energy, negative considerations, casting them down, not to meditate on, think about, dwell upon. Because again, the creative thinking process, the thinking in terms of your best life, advancing your mind, body, and soul toward perfected completion, what happens is if you're not casting down all the negative stuff we're talking about, it becomes one of the most difficult and exhausting things you will ever do. And as a result, life just continues to meander along, and most people begin to, because of the difficulty and how exhausting it becomes to be surrounded by negative people, people just start to shrink away from the thoughts that are originated from the core of their genius. You, you stop going there because it's, it seems to be fruitless and pointless. Look, God formed us, each one of us, to be compelled through continuous thoughts and as a result, just like with our inherent abilities and authority and dominion, we either we either uh, we must either think or engage in actions in order to escape thoughts. Words are things, like we were saying. Therefore, one of the quickest escapes in life is the blow plug of the apology, mm-hmm. and it's just a pressure valve. Just blow out the word, I'm sorry, and everything changes, or you don't have to deal with the thing. You don't have to consider the pain of it. Just quick, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The serial apologizer says, I'm sorry for just about everything. They can be walking down a busy sidewalk, and each time they move slightly to the side for someone else to pass, they're saying, I'm sorry. Or the compulsive apologizer uh, remains gripped by anxiety, and so they worry about always saying and doing the right thing. And they compulsive uh, compulsively apologize uh, and just to attempt to make situations better by apologizing. Other practical outward expressions of the sorry people is that they will say they're sorry about thinking too much, talking too much. I'm sorry for texting too much. I'm sorry for trying too hard. Well, I'm sorry for not trying hard enough. I'm sorry for caring too much. I'm sorry for showing how much I do care. I'm sorry for coming across too strong if I did. I'm sorry I exist. I'm sorry for all of it. They'll even apologize for the fact that they yeah, apologized. It's true. I'm sorry for saying I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. It's a vicious cycle. I said I was sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry uh, I said I was sorry. I'm oh exhausted. <laughs> You're wearing me out, too. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because I feel like you just wrapped up giving us a very, very deep understanding of why... If you have this issue of apologizing all the time, 
that why you have the issue, where it comes from, what it stems from, and what it represents. Um, and I'm finding myself wondering, what is the deeper, more the, the deeper, the spiritual, the soul, the life impact of going around apologizing all the time? Well, it keeps you exactly where you are. And we're here to advance. And the, the serial apologizer doesn't advance. They stay exactly where they are. Why is this important? Because attracting success, mind, body, spirit, and soul, advancing your life toward perfected completion, it remains elusive for the over-apologizer. As long as, as a person continues to react from some previous life experience, and to your point, maybe it was something growing up that occurred, Things observed, um, believed from past relationships, unsafe relationships, usually encounters that involve physical or verbal abuse. It's very difficult to begin attracting the life, the purpose of your genius for living. And for most, the ability to recognize those core issues, it demonstrates an ability to change. So what's really cool is that more often than not, when somebody realizes that they are a serial apologizer, and they understand why. Maybe the first thing you did was you saw somebody else doing it and you go, oh my God, is that what I'm doing? <laughs> well, they sound ridiculous. That sounded like me. <laughs> but whatever the reason is or however you may have picked up on it um, and you understand why, the fix is now within reach. Mm. You've entered into an, uh, an area that, hey, something can be done about this. And that's like good. That. That's positive. I like that. That awareness is proof that you can do this. You can make these changes. I like that. So now all of a sudden, guess what? You're a kinetic believer. You are ready to, to don the hat, the uniform, to get busy understanding through knowledge, the ability for self-correction. And so here we are. And by journaling your highest viewpoints for living the life you were meant to live, you grow and wounds become healed. And they now all of a sudden, the, the, the scars that may be evident from a past life, they actually are going to begin making up the strongest fabric for a new aptitude for your life. All things are now possible and certainly attainable according to the imaginations that you choose to believe. So adhere to those thoughts for expansion. And attitudes of apologists are, look, they are prone to consider the negative energy. So that's what we're moving past and beyond. Because it's the attitude of those apologizers, those are just ticks reacting to imagined negative energy. Things that don't really exist unless you give them and breathe life into them. Knee-jerk reactions to fix brokenness. That's all it is. Apologizers are often reacting to life with guilt. Mm-hmm. That's all they're doing. I'm just, I feel guilty for everything. They feel guilty before going through security at an airport. You're not a terrorist, but I'm, why are you sweating? <laughs> you feel guilty. When something goes wrong in in classroom, you feel guilt. Somebody cheats on a test. It wasn't you, but you sure do feel guilty about it. Isn't it amazing how those reactions can be so habitually learned? I mean, it's not just some physical habit. You're actually, you can actually have emotional sensation, sensation habits of feeling a certain way because someone taught you to feel that way. Well, it's amazing. Yeah. And there's something about a negative habit too. It spirals downward. Nobody starts off smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. Right. They start with one, yeah. but a habit is destructive to decay. It becomes more. It increases just like a best, your best life. When you're purposefully living the genius within, you're advancing and it's becoming habitually more. Well, the same thing with negative thoughts that are imagined. It starts off with one apology and the next thing you know, you're apologizing for the direction of the wind. Well, I like that you, that you told us 
the process of, okay, now that you're aware of this, you can do it. That's the sign that you can do it because as long as you're trying and putting effort into something, it's going to change. It's going to. I lo- I just love that concept because, you know, nobody ever had a horrible life because they tried to. That's what happens when you don't try. There is a crack in the wall of the stronghold and that light from within begins to shine. And it starts in just little glimpses of, oh, there's hope. And then you hold on to that. And kinetic believers, what they're doing is they are determining to dismiss the moment it shows up, every negative influence from their lives. And once and for all, Mm -hmm. you will not have part of me ever again. I'm tired of you stealing from me, taking from me, robbing from me, uh, causing anxiety and stress and all these things. Look, my hair's falling out. I can't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. You don't have to take it anymore. Nobody's making you do anything. Kinetic believers are just purposefully ceasing from considering any of those previous in, 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 uh, uh, those, those things that were put upon them of, of pain to begin manifesting the light of the genius that we're talking about from within. I really like that you already linked this uh, to the journal, our journaling process, because apologizing all the time is directly obviously related to your own personal identity, how you see yourself, the thoughts you have about yourself, how much you do or don't respect yourself. And so that journaling is all about identity that you know the 100 day guided journal it literally in 100 days is transforming your internal dialogue and in turn your identity that's huge oh this stirs me up so (laughs) megan i can't even tell you that journal becomes your articles of faith and here's the thing look creating thought forms for living your best life is an obligatory task for kinetic believers i cannot stand to see anybody suffering as an apologetic uh person who's been abused from uh those that they've uh, sadly had to be around in their life life is short And so this is something that we're talking about today, that you must do it. You must will to do this. Don't just simply hope for a good life because it's not only is it within your grasp, but it's already, it already is. It's on the inside of you. And so, Megan, like you're saying, just journaling imaginations and those desires for life. You're acknowledging that all things are working together for my good. And from your journal expectations, apology is not necessary. Apology is not ever necessary. Do this. Do this regularly and do it every single day for the substance of things that you're hoping for to begin drawing upon the nature of your good expectations. And I think my favorite thing about the kinetic belief, that guided journaling process, is that it's a massive, strong foundation for you to live off of, for you to sort of springboard off of into this new life because... You're going to, once you journal, then all of a sudden you're going to have to implement, you know, you're going to have to like actually put action to the things that you've been journaling. And so it's this wonderful foundation to constantly go back to. And it gives you that anchor that you need to be able to just something as simple as, you know, I know that in the past when I was, (laughs) when I needed to stop apologizing all the time for everything, um, if I would slip up and say, I'm sorry for something that didn't need and I'm sorry, I would literally go, no, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. And I know that to be true. (laughs) I I love you for it. (laughs) But you know, it's, it's important to catch these things, but I think that all goes back to journaling though, because you're not going to remember to do those things 
unless it's rooted in, you know, something you've written down and that you've really committed to. Well, you're apologizing. Yes, you're apologizing because of those limitations that people put on you early in life. And you saw well beyond that limitation. But then you get knocked down every time you begin to adventure and journey beyond. So the process of journaling and for the kinetic believer is to refusing to ever again pause, to hesitate for considering presupposed limitations. Because anything that you can imagine is possible for you. And if you think of why not, why you cannot, why you should not, you will apologetically stay exactly where you are. The law of attraction promotes those who present the entirety of their desires into the light by moving toward that which they aspire. Do this with uh, holding no reserve. Do this unapologetically, proudly, boldly, in reverence for the unconditional love that has centered you into the universe full of your potential. Do you over-apologize? Is this something that we're talking about today that's kind of got your attention? Is this a tendency of yours? Because when things go bump in the dark and it's not your fault, well, do you apologize? Do, do you apologize to the hostess at a restaurant for wanting a different table? When things become difficult, out of your control, that you have nothing to do with, are you looking for forgiveness? If you're standing in line and it begins to move quickly, do you turn to the person behind you and apologize for hesitating? If these are familiar to you, you are, look, you're not alone, okay? If there's any kind of comfort in numbers, take it right now. Welcome to the competitive societies of earth. Apologizing too often is a problem of immense proportions. The serial excessive apologizer is essentially saying that they're sorry for their existence, for even being here. Think about that. Unchecked. This pathway for life, it undermines your sense of self-worth and your capacity in order to manifest perfect health, wealth, happiness, joy, the abundant life. Wow, I just love this topic. It, it really does seem that this is one of those things that if you fix it, it the results are going to permeate every every part of your life it's not just about not apologizing it's about making sure your voice is heard and having enough respect and love unconditional love for yourself to not run around saying you're sorry for just existing all the time i just love how the i really love when we talk about one very specific thing in your life that if you can conquer it and if you can change it it's going to permeate and change so many other things well and that's what's so cool about this podcast too because i think that we are bringing enlightenment to all these issues every single day. And change begins with wisdom and knowledge. People perish without knowledge. But with that, they're able to move beyond the thing that is robbing them of their best life. So yeah, it's, this is vital to your success. And we're living in, a, in an age of enlightenment. Here we are in 2020. And we now understand things far beyond the, the knowledge and wisdom of even 50 years ago. The poet Oliver Holmes said, apologizing, a very desperate habit, one that is rarely cured. (laughs) And when he wrote that, he Mm. absolutely was correct. Rarely would it have ever been cured because the enlightenment was not yet available. But here we are. And now we know. And through that knowledge, we can begin doing these things that immediately move us beyond the strongholds of of despair and anxiety and, and, and depression that comes from being, well, today, 
uh, a serial apologetic person, apologizing for even being here. Well, no more. I love this. Um, you know, as you're as we're discussing this and 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 kind of working toward really the solution of this. Um, I'm understanding how we use the kinetic belief journaling method to reestablish our identity. And then in turn, that's going to help us stop doing the serial apologetic thing. Um, what are some other ways in our day to day life that we can, you know, catch this? Do we replace it with a different phrase? Um, do we practice not say, I mean, what's the most obvious way, I guess, like, how do we get started in this beyond journaling? Well, another thing to understand, I think, again, with knowledge comes comes freedom and wisdom. Um, another thing to understand is actually one way to look at this by apologizing for things that are out of your control is to say that you're responsible. And res- taking responsibility for everything around you is actually a narcissistic approach to life. It's prideful. Mm. Well, what makes you think that all things are your responsibility? So I would say cast down imaginations first and foremost. And you do this. This comes with practice, being moment-minded, not looking to the past with regrets, and not even planning for the future, but just planning to live your best life in the moment right now according to your highest viewpoints for living. Stop taking responsibility for the good and the bad. Stop finding validation from the thoughts and opinions of others for the good or the bad. Take no, take no bows from the applause of others that say that you're doing the right thing. And at the same time, feel no remorse from others that say you're doing the wrong thing. Look within and validate yourself according to the original genius that you see, those things that make you different. Celebrate those. Unconditionally love those values that you find that make you somebody that you haven't found in anyone else because you are different. So celebrate that. Edify it. Encourage it. Build it up. And then you'll find others that are attracted to you doing the same thing. They'll, re- they'll respect you as a result as well. I really love what you just walked us through, this idea that when you are a serial apologizer, you're obsessed with everything that's going on around you at all times. You feel responsible for it, that that you're obsessed with what other people are thinking about you. Just seeing this saying, I'm sorry, all the time as really a symptom of a deeper problem. And um, I just love the way we're acknowledging this, being aware of it. And now we we know how to fix it. So now we gain some in, some enlightenment and some additional wisdom. So now you know. And here we are. So what's next? Of course, I'm going to tell you to begin journaling your original purpose for life fearlessly and extravagantly imagining the desires of your heart, of course, creating higher viewpoints for thought forms and writing down all of those uh, into a daily journal, gratefully receiving those things that you're believing for done in your life. However, those things become powerfully successful. When kinetic energy is applied to the law of attraction, because it's included with the the power of meditation, thinking, not just mere knowledge or information, but thinking makes and creates personality. Thinking is growth. Thinking within... uh, with From your within, the enlightenment of your genius, that's development. And perhaps your development had ceased and was broken early on in life because you were... Maybe you were punished for being the scientist of your genius. And it's never too late to pick up and continue to develop. Every thought form in 
and your highest viewpoint, every thought form, ideas, they're all energy attracting like kind. Write an idea down in your journal. Do that and hold on to it. And then cascading ideas and thoughts will follow until you've filled the borders of a page with your inner genius and purpose for life. You start where you are. Just take the baby step. It's the the first one that leads to many others. One cannot fathom their own mind, the depths of their own inherent ability. The, The potential does not have a bottom. The potential knows no boundaries. So the first thought forms, the place you begin will perhaps be rudimentary. They'll be crude. They will appear to be vacant from wisdom, enlightenment, and a destination. However, the marvelous thing is that your thinking will begin to envelop and draw more of yourself and more of yourself and more of yourself. Brain cells are quickened through the process and they begin to attract functions for activity. The kinetic energy of motion begins to develop within your new faculties of discovery. Regardless of heredity, circumstances, your environment, relationships, all those things that are presently there, they must give way to the inertia of your desire if you practice to sustain and continue on in your thought forms. However, if you neglect to think for yourself and you apologize for negative energy, thereby taking the thought form of such things upon yourself, reconstructing your identity into negative energy, you will never know what you're capable of and you will live out your life incapable of anything more than you already are. If you are a serial apologist, you can stop this instantaneously. Be grateful for who God made you to be. The world spins and it goes on with or without you. Your responsibility for the authority and the dominion that you've been given Well, it begins and it ends with you. You are, listen, not responsible for anyone else. All is right with the world. That's got to be your attitude. And where something may be amiss, well, that too is incorrect. It's actually prideful for you to believe that you're responsible for things beyond you. The grateful person expects good things and only good things. A person that's full of gratitude sees everything around them as being good. Remain faithful in your anticipation for the flame of your genius, your inner lighthouse, to continually back you up and to draw in the substance of all of your hopes to form, to establish your best life. And regardless of the way things may appear, kinetic believers never cave in. They never give up or quit. And they remain positive by being moment-minded in every single thought with thanksgiving in order to increase the measure of their belief. Continue to journal for advancing your life while purposing to stir up gratitude regardless of the way anything anywhere may appear. Doing this will absolutely advance your best desires. Kinetic belief requires steady motion without which you're unlikely to attract your good desires. Being double-minded, it comes to uh, the ones who apologize far too often. Self-centered satisfaction promotes your alter ego for advancing your best life. In other words, you're unconditionally loving yourself in order to 
move toward what you've chosen to believe. So stop apologizing and remain steady, unshakable, and keep on moving, acting toward your beliefs to attract what you hope to see. Positive thinking right now in the present tense, it knows no sorrow, no regrets, no responsibility for wrongs either committed or having been afflicted upon you. Moment mindfulness advances you into a future of continuous expansion, a life full of adventure and one full of happiness. Just say this high viewpoint for an affirmation right now. Say this after me. Say, nothing is my fault. Nothing is my fault. I'm not wretched. I'm not wretched. I am beautifully made and everything is perfect. I'm beautifully made and everything is perfect. I am not responsible for the world. I'm not responsible for the world. I'm responsible to me and my choices. I'm responsible to me and my choices. I choose life I and choose, all that is good. I choose life and all that is good. Therefore, all is good therefore, because I choose life. Therefore, all is good because I choose life. I am in love with me and with my life partner. I'm in love with me and my life partner. Because I've chosen to be, therefore I am. Because I've chosen to be, therefore I am. I am health. I am health. I am wealth. I am wealth. I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. I'm joyous. I'm joyous. I'm happy. I'm happy. I am. I am. I'm not sorry for anything. I'm not sorry for anything. I'm grateful for all things. I'm grateful for all things. Wow. Stop apologizing already. <laughs> right. I love this episode. Oh, man. I can, I can see this being a funny topic of conversation throughout the day between us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're already thinking. I can see the wheels turning. I was like, what's she got to say? I guess you're going to wait until we're finished. I'm sorry. Oh, I love What? 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 I didn't say that. Oh, I love it. Well, thanks, you know, as usual for not just the wisdom about the topic, but I, I really love how this podcast is such a journey. You know, it really takes you from one topic to the next, one level to the next, to the next. And, and before you know it, you look back six months ago and your life has been revolutionized and you didn't, you know, it's, it's not something that you're, you're going to grit your teeth and, and put your back into it. Um, you know, it's a beautiful process. Oh, this is fun. And we're uncomplicating life. And to all of those of you that are writing in, thank you. Thank you for the encouragement. And uh, yeah, like you, we're growing, all of us in just one yeah. family, we're growing together. This is fun. And it, because it's yes. easy, it doesn't need to be difficult, especially when you're with like-minded people. Yeah. I love it. I love the like-minded people. I love the kinetic believers. Um, speaking of kinetic believers, we're going to be seeing some of them at our upcoming events and workshops. You can check that out on the website, kineticbelief.com. And that's also where the 100-day kinetic belief guided manifestation journal that we're always talking about, that we're fans of, is kineticbelief.com. And good news on that, we are now shipping that to uh, some new countries. We've got South Africa, Germany, Australia, and New Zealand have recently mm. been added. So if you've been wishing you could order it and you live there, you can order it now. That's so cool. And then also, if you don't know what your purpose for being here is, well, I've made that pretty simple as well. You can download the Purpose Workbook on the website, and I will reduce your desires down to two words. Yeah. We get there pretty quickly, and then yes. you can begin constructing outward from there. Know what your purpose is, so you'll know how to journal your best life. And I know you're currently working on the Alter Ego workbook, which I am very excited about doing. That's yeah. just right up my alley. I can't wait to, to work through the Alter Ego. That's Fun. so cool. Hey, we're going to see everybody back here tomorrow. And again, um, wow, yeah. live your best life today. Be moment-minded. 
Thanks as usual for all the wisdom, all right. Steve. Bye.